Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast with me, Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. And a lady whose glazed expression I'm putting down to the fact it was her birthday yesterday, Abby Titus. Hello. Happy birthday for yesterday, Abby. Thanks. It's all right. Uh, how many uh, non-league football shirts did you get? I didn't get any. I just got an England 97 Paul Lynch signed shirt. My brother absolutely smashed it out of the park. He doesn't even like football as well. So when he appeared with it, I genuinely lost my mind. (laughs) (laughs) The photo you sent over, I was trying to work out all the uh, signatures and uh, it took me back to the the days in Euro 96. I used to um, go to Burnham Beach's hotel, uh, which is where the England team stayed and basically stand outside and try and get uh, signatures from all the the players who were there. Because my mum was at... Burnham Joggers, so she used to go on a Tuesday and a Thursday to Burnham Joggers. <laughs> she dropped me off at Burnham Beach's hotel and I'd stand outside and I got a few signatures. So I do actually recognise a few from that experience. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so happy birthday. Anything else, Berkshire, uh, football related for your birthday? Or was uh, was it was the England football shirt as close as we get? Yeah, that's as close as we're going to get. <laughs> oh, never mind, never mind, I guess. Uh, Tom. You wanted to talk something about uh, uh, something new for the podcast. Um, Yes, we have some lovely new theme music. Um, It's rather good. I like it a lot. Um, It's a song by a Reading-based ukulele. I think they're Uke Pop. It's a Uke (laughs) Pop band. They're called the Rocket Kings. Um, They also sometimes play, a couple of members of them play as the Small Strings ukulele band at various festivals around the county. Um, It's called Space Camp and they have an album out called Everyday Adventures and it's really good. Uh, And I asked Dave, who is in the Rocket Kings, if we could use the music from the the sort of the the acoustic, not the acoustic, the uh, instrumental version of... um, of Space Camp as our theme music and to which he said yes. Um, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to promote this every week. I did say we would mention Space Camp and we'd mention Rocket Kings every week. Uh, We need to work out how we're going to do that. Um, Also, I've got to find some money for him because he had to get an engineer to go and get it done. So uh, he went above and beyond really, but it was great. And I hope everybody likes it because I'm a big fan of it. So please go and find Rocket Kings on Spotify and listen to their album because it's great. Is uh, Uke Pop your top five on your Spotify on Rapture? No, no, no. Um, I really tried to diversify this year, but... Uh, alas, bon Jovi still number one is alas it's still exactly the same as it was last year <laughs> and I listened it has to been. 66 new genres this year oh did you pretty impressive wow uke pop one of them or uh, 
No, unfortunately, go. didn't, didn't one, make the top five at least. One for next year, anyway. So <laughs> uh, yeah, very good. So yeah, go and search them on Spotify. And thank you very much to Dave and uh, uh, for letting us use these titles. There will be various posts out on social media as well for people to go and listen because uh, I can't thank him enough for allowing us to use it. So very good, very good. Well. Uh, now that we've got a professionally sounding uh, intro music, we should probably get on and talk about some uh, football to keep the professionalism going. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and for the first time in a long time, we've got a game that all three of us can talk about because we were all three at Binfield versus Truro in the FA Trophy on Saturday. Uh, who should I go to first? Abby, what do you? Uh, what were your initial thoughts on the uh, on the game? I guess you could talk us through it. Um, the initial thoughts were it was very, very cold. Very, <laughs> very cold. That was my initial thoughts on it. So cold. So so cold. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I was on Twitter duty as well, but I just I could barely think. I'll be honest. <laughs> I was that cold. No, it just um. They Binfield had a lot of good chances, didn't they? But it just mm. didn't seem to happen. So there we was... should, uh, yeah, should probably say that it was uh, uh, a yeah. Binfield two, Truro three was the final score. Truro were three nil up at half time, and Binfield came back into it in the second half uh, to make it three two in the FA Trophy. Uh, so unfortunately, not quite enough. But uh, yeah, very exciting game, especially the second half, despite the weather. Uh, yeah, you're right, Abby. Sorry, I interrupted you there. No, I was just going to say also, I'm really sorry to Ollie Harris. I feel like I cursed him in his penalty because I went and tried to record it. <laughs> oh, dear. And then, yeah, just smashed it at the crossbar, didn't he? So, yeah. Yeah. Not, not ideal. A, Binfield had a penalty to draw level in the last couple of minutes, unfortunately. As Abby says, Ollie Harris uh, struck the bar with it. I think um, the the weather was obviously paying, uh, playing a little bit uh, well, it was certainly influencing the game, should we say. The wind was really whistling sort of diagonally across the pitch uh, at the backs of uh, the midfield players in the first half. And I, it almost seemed like they couldn't get hold of it in the first half, uh, couldn't play the ball at all. And Truro, well, I was quite impressed with Truro in the first half, mm. I have to say, very much uh, dealt with the conditions a lot better. But it almost seemed like every ball they were playing was holding up just above the... Um, the Binfield defence and making it very hard for the defenders because they didn't know whether it was going running in behind or like holding up in front of them. And so, uh, yeah, Truro really played the conditions very well. I thought there was uh, in, I think, uh, I think Binfield's first half was kind of summed up in the, in the opening minutes because there was a, there was a bit of a David Seaman-esque versus Sheffield United save in the opening minutes, wasn't there yes. where the goalkeeper somehow clawed it, clawed it back when it, you know, any other day that's a goal and Binfield are one nil up. Um so that I think set the tone for the first half and then suddenly it was three nil. Uh and I just you will uh we all sort of just thought, well, how are they coming back from that? But of course yeah. never say never say never with their, with them. Yes, I was actually, uh, so I was um, doing commentary on it and uh, my commentary partner asked me just as the second half was about to start um, or as the teams were emerging from the tunnel, what do Binfield need to do um, in order to get back into this? And Liam Day, who happened to be walking past at the time, just shouted over, score some goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, apologies to anyone who heard, uh, who may have heard that in the back of the commentary. But uh, yeah, I think he... Uh, he probably hit the nail on the head on that one. 
Uh, but you do a sorry for the industrial language over the over the comms. That's yeah, something like those. Here. Yeah, <laughs> if any of you may have heard. What does that some... mean? What is industrial <laughs> yeah. language? What a strange way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, people who work in industry use that sort of language. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, score a goal they needed to, and what a goal they scored! Uh, that first one, a Josh Howe free kick to uh, make it three-one, clipping the inside of the post on the way in. Um, yeah, another one on comms. I actually said, oh, I'd have to hit this well to score from here. So I think he's probably <laughs> going to put it into the box. Immediately, my co-commentator called me up on that as soon as it flew into the back of the net. So, uh, yeah, I talked. you may have talked the penalty out. I probably talked that free kick in. So, yeah, pretty fantastic goal. Yes, yes. <laughs> non- yeah. Oh, non- yes, <laughs> sorry. Yes, it absolutely was, yes. Um and that, you know they they could have had a couple more as well, really. Um, yeah, they got the in the second. second half certainly. Yeah, there was uh, it was a yeah. I don't, but having said that, true, I don't think um, were without threat themselves in the second half. But uh, but yeah, Bidfield really fought their way back into it and made a, a really exciting cup tie. It, it absolutely had to be a penalty though, didn't it? Yeah, that, that caused the that was the end of the. That was that was the end of it. It had to be a penalty. It couldn't be, and given given how well Binfield have done on penalties, um, yeah, over, over the last year or so, uh, you know, it wasn't going it wasn't going any other way. And and I think everybody fully expected Ollie to 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 put that put it to bed. I'd, it's one of those rare ones though where. I think everybody's probably going. We really, really want you to score, but we really don't want to shoot out because <laughs> yeah, and, and not because not cold. because anybody not because anybody is is worried about whether they win or lose penalties. Just the sheer chill was 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 really quite, and it and it absolutely affected the crowd that were there, the, the the size of the crowd because I don't think it. I think it's fair to say it wasn't as as large as 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 anyone expected. And I think, I think we rightly expected it was going to possibly be at least double what it was. Mm. Um, but I think, I think the weather, the weather played a, a significant part in. Um, yeah. The in whole, that. everything around the game. basically. Yeah. 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 It was incredibly cold. So uh, yeah, but enough about the weather. I mean, both teams dealt with it and got on with it very well. Yeah. So uh, um Yeah. And it was a very good cup tie at the end. Binfield obviously just missing out to uh, step three opposition, Truro. So should mention that as well. However, there were two other Berkshire sides in action. Uh, Hungerford uh, at home to Welling United and Slough at home to Haventon Waterlooville. And both of our uh, other Berkshire sides got through. Slough winning 1-0 and Hungerford Town uh, 3-2. So um, a little bit of uh, better news there. Perhaps we chose the wrong game to all converge at. Uh, anyone see any of the um, uh, the anything from either of these games uh, other than the results? No, no, <laughs> unfortunately not. But yeah, Hungerford. We were talking about it beforehand. You know whether Slough or Hungerford would want to prioritise this. Well, you know both facing step two opposition. So uh, uh, and it's both both going through, which basically makes it sound like they both are prioritising them. So yeah, a. Uh, Perhaps a Berkshire Cup run in the trophy is on the cards. Be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be good. Yeah, absolutely. So the draw for the trophy has been made. Uh, Slough are all all three Berkshire sides are at home. So Slough Town uh, home to Eastbourne 
Eastbourne Borough. Hungerford Town home to Weymouth, which looks like quite an interesting tie there. And Maidenhead, who come into the uh, trophy at this round, they're at home to Maidstone United. So, yeah, three home games and three potential, um, uh, well, three decent opportunities to get into the next round. So uh, that would be the fourth round proper of the trophy. Yeah, a nice little cup run for uh, Berkshire side is always welcome. Uh, any more of the trophy before we move on? Uh, only that that Maidenhead Maidstone United one is, I'm well, I'm not dubbing it. I saw it on Twitter. Someone's dubbed it the Alul Classico because Joe Alul is obviously a former Maidenhead United player and now is at Maidstone. <laughs> yeah. Although he's not likely to feature because he's got a, a ligament injury at the moment on his ankle, I think. So he might be there, but yeah. not playing. <clears throat> Yeah, not great. So games there, we should just mention, due to be played on the 18th of December. And the other thing about the Maidenhead Maidstone game is that perhaps people will stop getting them confused now and realise they're two separate clubs. <laughs> the night times I used to say, oh, yeah, I'm here supporting Maidenhead. And they say, oh, yeah, Maidenhead, that's uh, in Kent, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe they realise they're different clubs now. Anyway, so moving on to the women's football. And, I mean, the women's game... Some of the, these uh, leagues, in fact, are halfway through already. Would that be correct? Yeah, it seems a bit crazy that we're the beginning of December and they're already halfway through. I don't. Maybe it's because the last couple of seasons it's either been curtailed or like last season kind of dragged out a bit more than it where we had so many lockdowns. But yeah, we're pretty much halfway through most most uh, of our leagues, kind of across the uh, across the county, in fact, <laughs> and across yeah. the pyramid as well. Very good. Well, um, as we are halfway through, what um, perhaps you should uh, is a good opportunity to pick out one or two highlights of the uh, season so far. Who's done well? Who's impressed you? Who's uh, who's looking good for uh, whichever division they are happen to be in? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, whilst they're not top of the table at all, Ascot United in Southern Region, their new signing, Sarah Leonard, is having a stormer of a season as she is currently the league top goal scorer. So she's got nine goals and eight appearances. Um, they've had a lot of cup runs recently as well. So I think actually they'll be looking forward to sort of getting back into the swing of, of uh, league table um games so yeah um props to sarah basically um at the opposite end of the scale we've got woodley who also play in the same division as them and they're having a real sort of challenging challenging season i'd say is uh, the word for that one because they're currently bottom of the table with just one win in october so they're not having the best of seasons but i mean as we're halfway through that still obviously means they've got a half the rest of the season to get themselves going again um meanwhile in the Thames Valley Counties Football League um another team who seem to be endlessly playing cup games is Caversham um (laughs) and so I think they'll be glad to be well actually I say they'll be glad glad to get back to league games I've actually got a cup game this weekend so um but they did register their first kind of goal um league um win for a little while um they beat uh fellow Berkshire side Wargrave 4-2 so uh yeah they'll be pleased for that um, Tarhurst also having a fantastic season. They are battling it out in second spot right now. And actually, I think it's first, second and third are all on the same points and it's just goal difference right now. So that's an exciting one for Tarhurst. Um, meanwhile, in the rest of the, the league, um, we currently have three Berkshire sides who are top of the table. So Ascot United reserves with their ridiculous run of run of play. I don't I think it's 22 now, maybe. 
Um, yeah, they're just absolutely smashing it this season, basically. Um, S4K in Division 3 South as well. They are on a run of eight games unbeaten, I think it is. And then Factum and Newbury are top of the development division right now as well. Um, I think they're on seven unbeaten as well. So, yeah, having a really great, great run there. Um, also for Slough, who were promoted into Division 2 this season, having been in Division three east i think it was last season um they're having a good good old run in division two as well they are i think they're second actually which is really great considering um it's division two seems to be quite um competitive as well actually i keep saying this as well actually um but i think lots of the divisions are really competitive this season which is good because sometimes the gap can be a bit bit overwhelming really but also abby calvin is our not just the division top goal scorer but the entire of berkshire she is the number one right now um berkshire top goal scorer she has got 22 goals and 11 appearances which is mental wow. really <laughs> yeah um also a couple of others so in second is megan cox of s4k she's got 16 and 8 and freya johnson of ascot united she has got 13 and 5 so yeah there's your kind of midway through the season roundup of how the wow. teams are getting on yeah, lots to uh, get excited about there. Was there anything in particular from the weekend just gone that you'd like to sort of call out? Any particularly good results for any of the uh, Berkshire women's sides? Um, any of the sides? Mm, let me have a look. Let's see. Um, lots of teams were away, actually, at the weekend. As I mentioned already, um, Caversham won um, 4-2 over Wargrave. Um, Sloughtown won 4-0 over Kingsclear as well that's a really decent result for them as I said they're kind of I think I'm pretty sure they're second in the table right now which is great considering they're newly promoted Um, Division 3 South remains as competitive as ever with lots and there seems to be lots of goals scored in the division actually (laughs) Um, (laughs) just yeah permanent people smashing it Um, well Taplow they did lose 3-8 to Goring but yeah so the the title race in Division 3 South is once again a tasty one because S4K and Goring are, I think, S4K have got three more points, I think it is, um, but they're also two games in hand. So, and the next, so this weekend is Cup, cup Games for Thames Valley, um, the Thames Valley Cup, but the weekend after that it is S4K versus Goring. So that will be a very tasty fixture indeed. Very nice. Um, Shinfield as well, I think absolutely bossing. They won 10-1 over Stanford in the Vale last weekend as well. So that's a really great. The other thing as well is that's important. So I mentioned about Thatcham being top of the table and smashing it. They actually drew one all with Burfield and they are having an absolute stormer of a debut season. So yeah, a really, really good point there for Burfield. I think they're currently fourth in the table as well. So yeah, they're just having a really great uh, debut season. Fantastic. Yeah. As always with the women's division, there always seems to be a lot to look forward to because there's so many teams in close proximity that you always get a derby and you always get uh, something like that happening every weekend. So, yeah, lots yeah, going exactly. on and lots to highlight. Uh, Tom, you've been quiet for a while, so why don't we come over to you to uh, uh, talk about some of the men's highlights from the last week of football. Uh, you wanted to call out one team in particular who uh, maybe got a couple of uh, a couple of wins under their belts uh, after... <laughs> A little while. <laughs> um, yes, it, finally, I think things may have turned for Hollyport, which is great. I'd like to think it's because I wore my lucky hat for them <laughs> on Saturday, but they've won two in a row. Uh, they beat Spellthorn Sports 2-1 at the weekend. I think that was a last minute. That was uh, that was winner. on Tuesday night. I was there. Ah, OK. They, um, well, you, you, can talk about, you can talk about that game then. Yep. Um, but yeah, they beat Wokingham and Embrook 2-0. 
uh, and they beat Spelthorn Sports 2-1. And that was after, I don't know, I just after a lengthy run of defeats that have included a 7-0, an 8-0, um, a two-all draw with, with Windsor, um, other than that, you know, it's, they, they, we've we've said many times they've been very close to mm. being to, to being amongst the points, and and they finally have to finally get those two. Is it does make things very interesting at the bottom of the of the division. Um, they've obviously clawed their way off the bottom now, uh, but Woking and Embrook have three games in hand. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 going to be it's it's rather more we're we're rather focusing on the bottom of the division, which is unusual for for this area at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, you're uh, right. it's great to see them get some points on the board. I'm really really pleased for them. Absolutely, we mentioned uh, them a couple of weeks ago. I think in with also in context of Wokingham and Embrook, the two of them seem to be uh, a little bit um, sort of cut off down the bottom. But Woking and Embrook managed to get a couple of wins under their belt and pull themselves right back into contention. Yes. We were saying that Hollyport, you know, it's possible Hollyport need to do the same and they could, uh, you know, be in the same boat as working in Embrook. And here we are a week later and they've got those two wins yes. under their belt within uh, the space of uh, four days. I think, the, I think the goal difference between the two sides is the biggest thing. Yes. Um, Wokingham's is minus 12, whereas Hollyport's is minus 30. And I think that's where... That's where the difference is going to lie at the. That's where the difference lies at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. But I think there's a, a few teams in in the mix there now that uh, uh, rather than sort of uh, Wokingham and Hollyport being slightly further down the league than anyone else. Yeah, there's just a few teams in the mix. So we we mentioned that there's uh, uh, they're both off the bottom now. CB Hounslow are currently 18th and in, in, bottom on 11 points. Uh, Wokingham and Edinburgh and Hollyport both have 11 points as well. And then we've got uh, Tadley in 15th on 12, uh, Virginia Water in 14th on 14, uh, Burnham uh, above them in 13th on 16, and then a couple of clubs on 18 points. So, you know, it's, it's quite close there now. And if you've got a couple of wins under your belt and uh, sort of the wind in your sails a little bit as it is, there's other teams around, so it's not just a case of looking at what one team does and hoping they lose, and so you can pull yourself out. There's other teams around where you could actually, mm. uh, you know, get a couple of results under your belt and you maybe climb a few places. So, yeah, now that they're in that pack, I think goal difference is still not great, but it's less um, less important than if it was just two teams down the bottom there. Uh, but yes, the uh, game on Tuesday was great fun. Uh, uh, I was speaking to them about uh, Saturday's result against Woking and Edinburgh. I was speaking to the guys from Hollyport, and they were saying that they they fully admitted that they rode their luck at times, uh, but they also pointed out, as we've said on here, that they probably haven't had much luck uh, over mm. the, the course of the season so far. So perhaps getting a bit of luck, uh, riding their luck, but still scoring two goals and keeping a clean sheet was uh, a big plus for them. And then coming into Tuesday's game, uh, they looked uh, really competitive in the first half, looked uh, very good. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, they offered a few chances at the back, but they also created a few um, going forward, and it looked like a very even, quite good game, goalless at half time. But in the second half, uh, again, Spelthorne Sports sort of took it up a little bit, and uh, they did take the lead. And Hollywood, Hollyport did ride their luck a little bit for a few minutes, but with 30 minutes or so to go, they the sort of tables turned a little bit, and. Um, They've got a new uh, new striker now who's recently joined the club, mm-hmm. uh, Ashley Hunt, and he basically had a couple of chances and scored a couple of goals. So, uh, um, you know, 
the last one coming in injury time, which was uh, always good fun when you get a last minute winner. Uh, but uh, yeah, with someone who seems to be able to put the ball in the back of the net, uh, perhaps something they've been slightly missing so far this season, they've got a good chance now. So uh, uh, yeah, it was great to see them get a result on Tuesday night. Nice. It's also worth noting that their captain made his 300th appearance for the club. Yes, Daniel Rapley. Yes, same. Uh, He was uh, making his 300th appearance and I think he's got something like over 100 goals for them as well. So, uh, um, you know, good record for uh, someone who isn't sort of uh, an out and out striker. Uh, There's a nice interview with him on the Hollypool social media where he, he... they they recap the game and talk about uh, his 300th game and how he uh, started as a 16 year old and he feels very very old now. So uh, yeah, I'll leave the listeners to go and uh, search that one out for themselves. Uh, but else, so elsewhere we had uh, three of our uh, Berkshire or Berkshire adjacent sides uh, winning um, uh, towards the top end of the Combined Counties Division One. Both uh, well, all three of Wallingford, Eversley in California and Sandhurst recorded wins. And with that, it probably looks like there's just a slight gap emerging between the top six of that division and everyone else. And with sort of one going up automatically and four going into the playoffs, that could be quite an exciting uh, league to watch for the rest of the season. Has you know, someone's going to miss out perhaps. And uh, perhaps we'll have to see if those uh, six teams continue to progress away. Um has any of you seen Sandhurst, Eversley or Wallingford so far this season? Oh, Wallingford I've seen. Um, yeah. The others, no. I've, <laughs> I've caught all of them. So, uh, oh, wow. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they uh, uh, they all look very good sides for the division, actually. And, you know, not surprised to see them right up there. So, uh, uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how they progress over the next few years. Uh, uh, sorry, next few weeks, Wallingford have... A few games in hand following their um, FA Vars run that is still ongoing and uh, are still undefeated in that league, although they have recorded perhaps more draws than they would like and uh, and so are uh, not quite mixing it at the top of the league, more sort of, uh, you know, around fourth at the moment. Uh, but looking, uh, the three of them, looking very good to for playoff places and certainly ones to watch for this season. Uh Anything further to say on the promotion race in uh, the Combined Counties Division 1? Ricardo Benjamin, who plays for Wallingford, he is currently the top goal scorer as well. He's got 17 goals in 21 appearances. It's not too shabby, is it? Have they still not lost? They've still not lost. They're nine wins and five draws in the league. Uh, Yeah, 14 games. uh, There are... um, There's Hilltop in second, who've also played 14 Uh games. Uh, and but the rest of the teams around there, they're, they're all played uh, more 16, 17, and even obviously on 19 games. So, uh, um, yeah, they've got games in hand, uh, and but they are uh, currently 10 points behind leaders, London Lions, who well, I haven't seen them play this season, but I've seen a lot of their results and they look very, very handy. So, yeah, very interesting, interesting league that one, and a lot of good sides, uh, meaning a lot of uh, good games towards the top of the league. Uh, before we move away, I just want to highlight one more f- uh, result from the weekend, and that would be uh, London Samurai 3, um, AFC Aldermaston 4. I don't know if either of you caught this, but uh, uh, a cracking um, uh, comeback for uh, AFC Aldermaston. Uh, side that, you know, sort of a bit mid table in uh, combined counties, Div 1, so we don't always highlight them, but when they 
come back, come from behind to win four three, scoring two goals in the last five minutes. So I think it's always uh, always good to uh, highlight that, especially when uh, I love to see three of the goals scored by substitutes. So uh, <laughs> players coming off the bench and making a difference. Oliver Price getting two, including uh, the winner right at the end. So uh, yeah, fantastic result for them and that, that pushes them firmly into mid table i think earlier in the uh, earlier in the season they were looking a little bit um sort of over their shoulders a little bit in as, in terms of uh at the bottom of the table but they've just been steadily picking up results over the last month and a half and you know now very much in the the sort of mid table mix and let's have to see how they can go from here good good okay anything else to say on the the uh Last the football over the last week, ladies or and gents. No, I'm getting two shaky heads. So, uh, Abby, yes. Uh, do you want to talk at all about the FA Cup coming up this weekend? Yes, I think we can talk about it and we can rant about it. I think okay. we're going to do a bit of both. <laughs> um, so there is this is FA Cup final from the previous season because where we had COVID. All the rounds kept getting delayed and obviously where there were still some like non-professional, non-elite teams involved, they were not allowed to play fixtures, whereas the elite teams were. So they had to keep delaying it. Um, And it was eventually decided that the FA Cup final for the 2021, is it 2020? I can't even think what season it is. Yeah, 2021 season is going to be played this Sunday. And that is to commemorate the 100 years since uh, women were banned from playing football on FA affiliated grounds, which I like the sentiment. And I also hate the sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because it's nice that we're kind of marking it, but also I think why, why are we marking such a stupid decision? Uh, <laughs> so um, <clears throat> it is to be played between Arsenal and Chelsea. So it is going to be a really exciting fixture, especially as they are both currently title race contenders in the WSL this season. So, yeah, it's going to be a really great game. But equally, it's just a stupid schedule, isn't it? Like, Tom's had many a grievance with this as much as I have, so I'm sure he's got a two pence to give. So, you you explained to me why they were doing it, that, and that's fine. I still It still makes zero sense that it's at 2pm. There's yeah. hundreds of thousands, even if it's for... If it, I, I don't know, is, is 2pm the exact time that the ban came in or something? Wasn't no, I don't think lifted. so. So what's, what's the purpose of doing it at 2pm? Why is it? I, I know you said to me, well, if, if it was at five o'clock, people couldn't probably go. They couldn't get from their game to, to Wembley, but they could watch it on telly. Yeah. And it just, it's a stupid time. Um, it's the wrong time. And there seems to be no thought that the people, the women that play football all at 2pm on a Sunday might also want to watch so granted a lot of them might not that's fine but they at least deserve the opportunity i can speak at least on behalf of my team that there so we're meant to have a cup game this weekend yes and it's now been postponed because the other team can't field a team so now everyone's like oh well so we'll just watch fa cup instead then so i know at least my team that's at least 20 people who would be interested in watching it so i can guarantee and i think i've even seen on social media this week as well that people have been like well we've had to cancel our game because people are going to the fa cup So mm. I, the, another point that I made as well is the fact that Arsenal aren't playing this weekend and Tottenham men have mm. got a fixture at 2pm on Sunday. So yeah. 
Yeah, just can't. Why just... am I mentioning Tottenham? They're ch- it's Chelsea. What am I on about? Ignore me. <laughs> you can cut this bit out. I'm talking rubbish. <laughs> um, no, but I, my point is, is that you could get fans from the London area interested in the yeah. fixture, but instead there's games at 2pm, like men's games at 2pm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. For me, <clears throat> normally I'd be a, a fan of... Um, uh, a traditional cup time for an FA Cup final because it's sort of your showpiece event of uh, uh, of your domestic game. Um, I always like, uh, always think it's a bit of a shame that the uh, FA Cup, uh, the men's side is at uh, 5.15. I mean, for a start, it makes it very difficult for fans from the north to get um, away from games after the, the game is finished. Uh, but with the men's FA Cup, it's sort of on its own weekend and it's its own thing. And that's not the case this weekend with the women's football. So I think, you know, a, a decision should have been made to maximise the the amount of viewership. And in this case, as you say, two London teams playing um, and, you know, a full set of fixtures in domestic, uh, the domestic leagues in terms of the, the, the women's leagues, the, the likes of yourself playing, Abby. Um, absolutely. Why shouldn't it be five uh, 5.15 or a time that people can play? Why not, you know? The Saturday, the day before, put it on so that you could uh, so you can maximise your viewership there. It doesn't have to be Sunday. <laughs> Apparently, we don't know how to play football outside of two, two and four pm on a Sunday. <laughs> exactly. There's the yeah. There's your designated times, and you will <laughs> stick to them. So, oh well, what can you do? Uh, yeah, silly decision, but um, uh, but a game to look forward to at least and at least you get to see it Abby yeah I will actually be there at Wembley so oh fantastic Indeed, is that the I've... first time you've been since uh, we all went in the vase yes it is actually I'm excited lovely good lovely to uh, hear and uh, nice to see that you know you actually get to go to a game uh, exactly exactly due to the shedlings. very good <laughs> uh, are there any other games you want to highlight this weekend outside of the FA Cup I know you'll be at Wembley but uh, uh, who should those of us not lucky enough to be going to Wembley uh, keep an eye on yes yeah, so um, this weekend is cup action cup action cup action um, mm. if you are not in the Thames Valley League Cup you will be in the Thames Valley League plate um, I think every single one of our um, Thames Valley sides are all in action this weekend. So um, Cabersham are at home to Wickham. Um, there's quite a few away, though, actually, I say that. Um, Newbury at home to Carterton. Um, Hollyport are playing Cabersham. I think that should be a good game, actually, because that is three east versus three south. And Cabersham are having a great season. They've made some decent signings. I think I've mentioned it before. Um, they've made some decent signings this season. So, um there's been some good results in the league. So that should be a good tie between them and Hollyport. Um, what else is there? Uh, Raysbury are playing Aylesbury United. That's going to be a tricky game for them because Aylesbury, I think, are a Division 2 side and Raysbury are a development side. So, yeah, there's some still, still some very interesting cup draw decisions going on here. But there we are. Um, Slough Rebels will face Stanford in the Vale so that's three East versus the development uh, who else is playing Wargrave are playing Easington Sports Development as well there's some better better match ties this time round I think um, but there is yeah still a few interesting ones um, also Southern Region they're in action so all three of our Southern Region teams are, are playing this weekend Ascot are at home to Eastleigh in the community uh, Woodley are at home to Abingdon United and then Eversley and California are away to Abbey Rangers and also it's also worth shouting out as well that Reading Royals Futsal 
Um, they are in action again. Um, I forgot to mention them last week, but I'm doing a plug now. They are playing Southampton Azteca Futsal Club. Um, <clears throat> that's on Saturday at 12pm. And as far as I'm aware, that will be on BT Sport because of their new um, broadcasting deal this season. Um, yeah, the Roars are having a, a fairly good season, actually, considering their, this is their first kind of proper, proper season within there they've got some whilst they're not winning many games they're scoring some good goals and actually there's quite a few like close games which is really great to see um kind of half the team are made up of maidenhead players so um always worth a watch definitely that's um on saturday at 12 p.m uh is that home or away they are away ah. um but so the way, the way it works is that they have one kind of so they don't um the fixtures aren't all across the the, the country. Basically, they did, they just choose one venue for each weekend. Basically, yeah. um, I think they're at Bedford this weekend. They tend Bedford seems to be quite a kind of central place for all of the teams to go to. So that yeah, I'm pretty sure they're at Bedford this weekend. Very good ones to look out for there. Uh, Tom, do you want to pick out a couple of uh, fixtures on the men's um, side that we the, could keep an eye on? I think the big, the big one for me is probably Ascot United at home to Southall in the Combined Counties Premier. Mm. Um, that should Southall, uh, I've, I've seen Southall, they are an impressive side and they're going well. Um, Ascot, I think, are back on back on track so that will be a very interesting game i think um and i'd also probably highlight um i think bracknell town versus south park um that could uh i i don't suppose for one moment that there will be a defeat for bracknell i, I would expect that that could either be quite a tight game or bracknell will just bulldoze them um but uh, yeah that that will be uh, i think that'll be quite an interesting game um, we shall see. That those those would be my picks, I think. Mm. Um, I suddenly just had in the back of my mind. I actually thought maybe they'd already played South South Park this season, but they uh, they haven't. I had in the back of my mind that South Park had actually beaten Bracknell earlier in the season, but that's not the case at all. No, Bracknell just have that one defeat to Marlow so yes, far. That's the only the thing. Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, another game in that league actually. So Bracknell are now currently five points clear at the top of that league after a win yep. this weekend against uh, or the weekend just gone against uh, Chelfin St Peter. But there's a couple of teams a little bit further back with games in hand who could sort of uh, not catch Bracknell if they win all their games, but, um, but uh, reduce the uh, their advantage. And one of those teams is Uxbridge, who uh, host Binfield this weekend. So Uxbridge versus Binfield. It, would be uh, quite a highlight and Binfield might actually be, um, well, Bracknell might be hoping that their local rivals might actually do them a bit of a favour and uh, knock some points off one of their title contenders. So, uh, yeah, that is certainly one to watch out for. And I think maybe one that I might uh, head down to myself would possibly be uh, Hanworth Villa versus Windsor. And this is just uh, sort of, um, for a bit of trivia, basically, in the uh, the Hollyport uh, boys, when I was talking to them on uh, Tuesday night, spelt on sports, they told me that uh, two of the players, uh, two of the uh, Hanworth Villa's best players, happened to be Sam and Ben Merson, son of Paul Merson, who uh, actually himself even turned out for Hanworth Villa last season. So uh, I might go down and check out, see how uh, Paul Merson's uh, kids are doing, and whilst obviously hoping for a uh, wins a victory against one of the uh, best sides <laughs> in the division. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Hanworth Villa yet. I've seen a lot of the, the good sides in that division, but Hanworth Villa is one that I haven't seen yet. So, uh, and they're undefeated. Um, 
13 wins and three draws from 16 games. So really flying at the top of the uh, combined counties Premier Division North. Uh, yeah, one other just to highlight uh, is uh, we mentioned a couple of the sides that are going well in the combined counties Division One, and two of them face off Eversley and California versus Sandhurst this weekend in the combined counties Division One. That for me is probably the the highlight of the fixtures in that division this weekend. Right. Uh, is there any other business? Tom, perhaps you want to mention a new feature that we might be running uh, from this month, perhaps uh, uh, highlighting the best moments of um, uh, the past month in non-league. Yes, we've started a feature called That Grassroots Moment, and we are looking for uh, moments that really uh, kind of characterise non-league grassroots women's football Um and yeah, we want we want those moments, and we want to share them. We want to let people know the the stories. Whether um, you know, had a referee saved the day, had a mum gone and managed to pick up all the entire squad to save a game from being postponed, or uh, you know, or even just um, uh, Reading City turning a hoax into a lunch into a halftime snack. <laughs> um, that that kind of stuff. So that's that's the sort of thing we're after. Um, that's on the website. Lovely. So get over to footballinberkshire.co.uk and you will find out more information there on how to enter your moments. Yes. Right. Uh, any other business before we finally get out of here? Abby's nodding her head. What have you yeah, got for just me? Just to say that if you head over to Women's Football in Berkshire Twitter, I am doing an advent calendar of some. <laughs> Uh, so yesterday, kick things off with highlighting the number ones in our lives, our goalkeepers. And, you know, actually the reception was really great. I really loved it. And even Reading Women got involved. So that was really fantastic to see. Um, yeah, that was just really brilliant. And then today is all about the the scandalous case of the trio of twos that Caversham encountered, or rather didn't, at their um, third round qualifying fixture um, in the FA Cup against um, QPR. You'll have to listen to the podcast to find I out exactly that what I'm talking lot. about. Yeah. So, yes, look out for that. There will be a new part of the advent every single day up until Christmas. Right. Well, get over to Women's Football in Berkshire and get involved in that. Sounds good. I'm going to do that as soon as we get off here. Right. Anything else for anyone? No shaking heads. So it's probably time for us to leave. Right. Thank you very much for listening again. So uh, I've been your host, Rob Davis. Uh, just a quick reminder that you can get all of our uh, content on uh, Twitter or Facebook uh, or Instagram. That's the other one that I can't remember because I'm 37. And or head over to uh, footballinbarkshire.co.uk and find everything there. Uh, so without further ado, it's goodbye from Tom. Bye. Goodbye from Abby. See ya. It's goodbye from me. Thanks, everyone.
Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a Woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.
Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a Woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.